Welcome everyone and anyone. This is our podcast, Conversations with Cassie and Julia. I'm Julia. I'm Cassie. And we'll be talking about everything and anything that's on our minds. So we hope you enjoy. All right. Hi, guys. Um, Today I am drinking herbal tea with a little bit of turmeric. I am once again drinking chai tea with a little almond milk and turmeric as well. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about Reiki, um, how we kind of got into it, our backgrounds on it, um, and then a little bit about crystals. So I was introduced to Reiki by Cassie before I had no idea about it. (laughs) Um, I grew up in a religious setting, so I am still religious, but I kind of incorporate um, my spiritual side with religion. Um, And how did you get into it? Um, I'm not exactly sure how I kind of got into it. I was looking for something to help with I was going through a little bit of a tough time transitioning from moving from Saskatchewan to Alberta, not having any of my friends or family, only really having Mac to rely on, and he worked all the time, so I like kind of fell into this kind of sad state. Um, so then I was going to the crystal store in this in the town we live in, and she offered Reiki as a form of healing, and I had never really heard about it, but I knew that I had the chakras tattooed on my arm because (laughs) when you're 18 and have nothing to do, you tattoo pretty things on yourself. And I had no idea what they were until I met this woman and she was telling me about Reiki and how it heals your chakras and how your chakras are incorporated in your body. Then I realized that the chakras were on my body, so I thought I should learn about what these things were. So then I started studying it, and then I started going to her for for Reiki, whatever you would call it, not adjustments. um, Treatments? Treatments, yeah. Sessions? Yeah. So then she would do Reiki on me, it would be like an hour-long session, and then... I would feel better. I would always leave in a haze. I was like completely blind the first time I did it. It was the weirdest thing. And then I would come home and just not be able to see for like two hours. And then I was like, something has to be happening. And then through that, I started studying it more because again, I had them tattooed on myself. I should probably find out what these are. And then I one day asked her if she would teach me um, how to heal people using Reiki. So she did. Uh, she made a class for, was there five of us? I think so. Five or six. Yeah. And then she taught us all our first level Reiki. Me and Julia did it together. And then our second level, the same group minus me and I think one other girl did the training. So Julia did that one and I had some other stuff going on so then I did my second level one-on-one with the teacher so do you want to explain a little bit about what Reiki is mm-hmm. you're kind of the Jump expert the <laughs> no you're kind of the expert I am still learning so we are all always learning yes um I don't actually know everything uh contrary to what Julia says <laughs> She knows a lot more than me, though. But I still know very little in the scheme of things. But pretty much, Reiki is an ancient form of healing. Um, Usui 
something. Sensei Usui? Usui, yeah. He came from China. Uh, Well, he was in China. He realized that this form of energy healing was going to help. It helped a lot. There was a war going on. I can't remember which one. There's always a war. (laughs) And so there was this war going on, and he realized that this form of energy healing helped heal people and make them feel better. It made their wounds heal faster. It was pretty much this magic thing, and it became a very sacred art for him. And he taught very few ancestors, and yeah, he taught them this. So basically what the energy healing means is so each of us has nadis or chakras or energy bodies in our bodies. So kind of if you think of them as a vein, um, it's a vein you can't really see because it's made with energy. So if these veins are crossing over one another, so maybe one's going straight, one crosses over left, and they overlap, this would be where a chakra would be. So we actually have like hundreds of thousands of nadis, hundreds of thousands of chakras. However, most of us only study the main seven chakras. So these go up your spine. The first one, depending on your teacher, depending on the book you read, depending on your field of view, can either start at the base of your feet or your tailbone. This would be your root chakra. Um, This is developed way as you are in the womb. Um, It's the first chakra to develop and progressively you move up from there. So the first one would be the root. Uh, Moving up a little bit, it's just below your belly button would be the solar, no, the sacral. Um, And then a little bit above the belly button is your solar plexus. Moving up a little bit to the center of your chest is your heart chakra. Moving up a little bit further to your throat is the throat chakra. Pretty easy to remember. Uh, Moving up a little bit more is your third eye. It's located just between your eyebrows. And then if you move up a little bit further, it's your crown chakra. It kind of levitates just above your head if you will. And so these are the main ones. So using the energies, um, when you're in Reiki, you tap into your ancestors, your clients' ancestors, um, your spirit animals, their spirit animals, all these beautiful things that are always surrounding us and you invite them in and invite them to help heal the person in front of you or yourself or the animal, anything that's around you. Um, I do it on my plants a lot, because sometimes they don't like me that much. (laughs) (laughs) She kills a lot of plants. (laughs) I do. You can't can't grow them without killing a few. Yeah. (laughs) Just not the same with humans, I hope. But um, when you're tapping into all of this and you're connecting with all of these different spirits and these different creatures and these different energy systems, using the healing within you, within your client, and then obviously within um, the practices that we've learned, uh, you can begin, this is a very rough explanation of what this is, but you can begin to realign their chakras, realign their energy balances, um, make everything back the way it's supposed to be and how it should be, kind of. Do you want to jump in anywhere? I'm learning (laughs) while you're speaking, so... I don't have anything to add. Um, but yeah, that's a very quick and 
I don't know, it's not, it's not the easiest to grasp, and definitely for people that aren't super spiritual, it's even harder for them to accept whatever this is, um, and however this works. It is definitely a practice if you have to believe it and you have to accept the changes that it's going to bring, and if you're not ready to be open to it, then you're not ready for it, and that's okay, and you don't need it. Um, sometimes you can ask, like practitioners will ask your future selves if they're ready for it, and if they get a confirmation of, yeah, like, heal them now, it'll be fine, or sometimes it's no, you have to wait it out. It's kind of a confusing topic for those that have never it's <laughs> yeah, a lot to it. digest it is a lot and that's a very brief explanation of what it is it's definitely a lot deeper than what I can explain and my knowledge is also very limited if you do want a good book if you're into reading which I know we're not all into <laughs> reading <laughs> but if you are into reading um it's called the wheels of life um I'm not quite sure of the author, but I'll leave it in the description again. And it's a very thick book. It has a lot to digest, but it is a very good book. Maybe not to start, maybe that's your second book you read about it. Like they say, it takes, what, seven times for you to learn something? That would be like your third or fourth time. You should yeah. read that book, and it will take a few reads. There's also um, Anatomy of the Spirit by Caroline Miss. It kind of talks about how the chakras relate to the seven sacraments, um, which is really interesting if you you have like a religious background. Um, so that's a good one too, because it talks about both and how they relate to each other. Um, so what kind of sensations do you feel when you are receiving Reiki? Um, so like I said, I go blind. Um, I don't know why, but... For hours after I will be blind and I can see lights coming in and I can kind of see color but other than that I can't see anything it's super blurry and I shouldn't be driving home <laughs> um, good thing we live close <laughs> very close uh, I always feel a tingling sensation in parts that I know are in pain this is when I'm getting Reiki right now yeah I'm okay. receiving um so I always feel a tingling sensation. I often go really cold, and then really hot, and then really cold, and then really hot, and then really cold. <laughs> um, I often... It feels as though someone is pressing their thumb into the center of my forehead, if that makes sense. It goes completely tingly, and it's like this really intense pressure. Honestly, when you get Reiki, it feels like you're in a deep meditation, is kind of the best way to explain it. Yeah, and mine, like, I feel like mine's more physical. Like, I feel not so much, like, the haziness. I definitely, like, at the end, it takes a minute for me to, like, get up off the bed, but a lot of times I might feel, like, aches and pains. I have a lot of aches and pains in my body um, from being a gymnast. So I feel like, yeah, it's super physical. So I feel a lot of that, and then phantom hands which is it well it's not scary but it's different so with phantom hands it'll feel like someone's hands are on you but your reiki practitioner might be like at your head and you feel it at your feet so it's just your spirit guides or their spirit guides um or loved ones with you 
and helping heal you as well. Um, so I experienced that. I didn't at the beginning, but I do more so now. Um, and one time actually, I, I thought it was super weird and I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I thought I was sleeping, but I wasn't. And it felt like I was there for like hours, but it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> So that was pretty cool too. I liked I liked that. Was that with Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. And then giving Reiki treatments. Um I think like when I first started, it definitely wasn't as intense as as it is now, especially after getting level two. But I it depends on the person. When I'm giving Reiki to Cassie, I think just because like you're energy is like so intense it gives me a lot of pressure in my chest and I feel like anxiety or like I can't breathe um but I think that has to do with your heart chakra as well because <laughs> your heart chakra could use some balancing it could use some loving yeah so that's what I feel with her but like with other people um I had one client where I felt like I had an anxiety attack coming on and then I got a really bad headache. So then I asked her about it after and she said she experiences lots of anxiety and um, she's had concussions and stuff, so she gets lots of headaches. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then other times I've just like, you kind of like know where to go on the person, which is cool. So you know, like, like I was doing it on my mom and I knew to go to her knee because she was experiencing knee pain like I didn't know that but I knew it if that makes sense your guides and your your intuition often lead your your sessions so you mm -hmm. don't really know what's going on until after and then you're like oh well I was drawn here and then they they're often your clients will say oh well I have bad knee pain mm -hmm. or I have bad back pain or headaches or and what's the term um when your hands just get moved on their own do you know the term for that mm, no okay well like hover over no yeah so it never used to happen when i was giving treatments but since i've done my level two like my hands just like kind of travel on their own which is like super cool and i love it um so yeah i love that aspect i think that's kind of like the main things i feel sometimes i'll feel um like tingling in my hands or hotness or cold kind of depending on what area I'm working on and mm -hmm. what area needs what um but what do you experience when you're giving Reiki well most of the time I incorporate a lot of Reiki into my yoga classes um my Friday night classes is always a Reiki chakra class so we focus mostly on your chakras and while everyone is there I allow a lot of my energy to travel to where that needs to go I always feel exhausted the entire time um, I think that's normal it's a lot of energy being given away but it's definitely worth it uh, I do often feel like my hands get really really hot they're constantly on fire while it's happening and it's almost instantaneous of when I like begin giving someone Reiki, my hands get hot, and to the touch they're not hot, but to me they are like on fire. <laughs> and 
I often feel their symptoms in my body. So if something comes up for me, like my knee starts to hurt or my back starts to hurt or my arm or my shoulder or my head, any part of my body starts to hurt, I ask and I'm like, is this for me or is this them? And often it'll go away as soon as I ask that and then I'll know that was for them, I should move here. Yeah, I don't know, it's it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, also lately when I've been receiving Reiki, I never used to, but it's just been like the past couple sessions, I felt like a presence by my left shoulder. It's always in the same spot and I believe it's my grandma, but I don't really know, but it's, it's really comforting. Like it's not creepy or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's comforting and it makes me feel safe. So yeah. Yeah. Um, hope that explains a little bit of what it is yeah it's a lot to digest and if you've like never heard of it you probably think we're nuts well we are (laughs) we are a little nuts (laughs) it makes it extra nuts of like yeah okay what are you smoking yeah fact is nothing (laughs) um let's talk a little bit about pendulums okay so i love pendulums i didn't believe in them uh (laughs) they're crazy (laughs) so basically if you don't know what it is it's like a pointy crystal on a string is the best way to describe it Mm -hmm. you can ask it yes or no questions um when you're holding it you don't move you can place your elbow on a table and you just hold it with your two fingers you ask what is yes what is no what is maybe and what is i don't know And each one, the pendulum will turn or spin or go a different direction. So that is what each answer is. I, for the longest time, would not believe that they were real. I was like, eh, like, nah. And it took me a very long time until one day I was like, I'm going to try it. Like, I don't (laughs) think it works, but I'll try it. So I bought it, I got in the car, and I said, okay what is yes and it just started swinging like crazy i thought i was gonna die (laughs) i was like this isn't real what is going on i was losing my mind and then i came home and i was like julia (laughs) (laughs) and i was like pretty freaked out too but i i have a love-hate relationship Mm -hmm. with pendulums only because my pendulum I got is sodalite and sodalite and I do not get along for some reason. It just like, I had like a sodalite crystal and I just like felt so uneasy. I felt terrified holding it, which was so weird. Like I've never experienced that with a crystal. Usually they make you feel better, but for some reason, um, we just don't get along and my sodalite pendulum lies to me (laughs) and it'll just start like shaking and not really answering my questions. So Cassie recently bought me a new one, which I get along with a lot better. Oh, good. Um, But the pendulum's cool too. So with Reiki, you can put it over the chakras and it'll spin. So you can kind of see if their chakras are good or not. (laughs) Yeah, if they're balanced. Yeah. You can see like, if it starts spinning insanely fast or super slow, it most of the time means that either your chakra is hyperactive or underactive, and then you can use that to balance them out and so that they all spin the same direction and the same time. It's really cool too. So 
when I was taught how to use it in level two, um, we would, ha- I think it was level two, was it level two? Yeah, or we one? started in one and finished in two. Okay. So you hold it over the chakra and then you ask, like, show me this person's chakra, mm-hmm. this person's like throat chakra, for example, and it'll start spinning. And then you say, thank you. And, and then it, it just, just stops. stops. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing, but it's so cool. We had some people over uh, for Mac's birthday in February. And I'm not going to say we were 100% sober. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, we were like, Lux, bring out the pendulum. And we brought it out. And Mac, he is into things to a certain extent. And then after a while, he's like, yeah, okay, you're just insane. Whatever. He do- he's afraid of my pendulum because he doesn't like that it gives you answers and he thinks it could be dark magic. So we brought out this pendulum <laughs> <laughs> and we were asking it questions and then I would say thank you and it would stop moving and he was like, you s- it stopped. And I was like, yeah, you say thanks and it stops. And he's like, you can't play with that. You can't have it saying stop. And he was yeah. just not having it. But... It's really cool. It'll just stop dead in its yeah. tracks. It can be going so fast and it'll just stop. Do you want to tell them about the spirits and it's standing up? Oh, yeah. One time. So the this lady I bought freaky. it from, if you didn't hear from our last podcast, we have a few spirits that live in our house. Um, at the time, I think we only had two. So the lady I bought it from said that, yeah, it can find spirits. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I was still... <laughs> I was a little bit skeptical about pendulums as a whole. I thought they were a whole bunch of voodoo bullshit, to say the least. And then in the car, it started spinning. And then I started using it. And then I was like, you know what? Let's find the spirits. (laughs) Which is a stupid thing to do. And then I was like, okay, show me where they are. And it stood straight up. And it was... Which is like, like literally, like stood literally, straight like up. it was hanging down and it like flipped up to a ninety degree angle and was just standing like that. And I was like, "Fuck this! I'm done. <laughs> I'm never asking that again. <laughs> Thank you." And then I ran upstairs because didn't want to. And be. then you're like, "Julia, yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, not doing that. <laughs> no." But yeah, so they'll do that too. Yeah. What? What? What's the um? The crystal on the pendulum you gave me. Mm, black onyx. Ah. And, and then, what does that do? I, so, if I remember correctly, it is a... It is a few things. So, the main one that it is used for is for protection. Most people get it, and then they use it to be protected from whether it be bad spirits, whether it be negative energy, whether it be just bad human interaction, like you and your neighbor don't get along. So you would put black onyx around your house. And something that not many people know about it is that it's also a cleansing stone, which makes sense for it cleanses out negative energy. It also cleanses out your own energy. So if you have something about yourself that is terrible, Um, so like, I don't know what would be that bad. Um, if you, I don't know, like you lie all the time, it's going to make your symptoms worse. (laughs) So you'll lie over and over and over and over and over again, and then you'll just stop lying and it'll have cleansed it out of your system, but it always makes it worse. So like, 
for you example all your injuries yeah it could make your injuries feel worse and then all of a sudden they'll feel better kind of like homeopathy yeah that's cool mm-hmm. um what are your favorite crystals top uh, two top two okay <laughs> top one uh tiger's eye i don't know why but i've always been very attracted to tiger's eye both regular tiger's eye and then blue tiger's eye um there i believe it's also a protective stone mm-hmm. i don't really know that much about it which i should because it's my favorite <laughs> I don't. I just feel really warm and cozy with it, so I bring it everywhere. And I love Moonstone. So Moonstone is a stone based to femininity, um, like your moon. So it helps regulate your your cycle. It helps make feminine energies more prominent in your life. So it helps make you a better you, pretty much. Um, Yeah, very brief explanations about those. Yeah. yeah. Julia, your favorite stones. So my first one's red jasper. Um, It helps with like, okay, so it drives away evil spirits, hallucinations, and nightmares, which I get nightmares a lot, so that's a good one. So I love that one. I love sleeping with it. And then black tourmaline. I don't know how- Tourmaline? Tourmaline, yeah. So that one actually broke. (laughs) Which I guess means like you don't need it anymore, but it's still one of my favorites. Um, and it use, it's used to repel and protect against negativity. Um, so two protective stones, <laughs> which yeah. obviously are my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah, that's a little bit about our crazy minds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll go into it more in other episodes. Yeah, this is very brief and just last minute planning so yes but if you enjoyed this episode make sure you leave us a rating and review and subscribe if you have any questions or want us to talk about a certain subject just follow us on instagram and send us a message and we would be happy to reach out to you both of our instagrams will be in the comments below as well as both of our books that we recommended Yeah, so that's all. So thank you guys for listening and have a good day.